Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's episode is focusing on trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is very similar to a phenomenon known as Stockholm Syndrome. And if you look this up, you'll see that Stockholm Syndrome is where the victim, even though there is threat of their safety in life, they form a bond with their captor. And their captor is usually a stranger. And that person can torture them, psychologically torture them, physically torture them, um, even as far as raping them, hurting them very badly. But they'll show them a little kindness. You know, maybe they allow them to take a shower or they allow them to have food or they allow them to call their parents and say, I'm alive and I'm okay. They'll, they'll show them some sort of kindness in between the torture and the fact that they're being held against their will. And that influx of good versus bad uh, creates several different chemicals to release in the brain. The fight, flight, freeze um, is enacted and there's adrenaline, and then there's oxytocin. And the victim becomes compassionate towards the captor and forms a trauma bond. The same can be said for people in abusive relationships with manipulators or toxic people or the uh, overly quoted name narcissist, right? The, the word narcissist is flying around like swarms of bees all over the world right now. <laughs> and not, not every abuser is a full-blown narcissist. Sometimes they're just kind of a toxic person. But, um, you know, narcissism does come on a continuum from low to high. Low narcissism means that you're a doormat. High narcissism means you're a highly toxic cluster B individual. And somewhere in the middle means that you're confident enough to stand up for yourself and get your needs met. So that does come on a continuum. However, the trauma bond is seemingly more of a black or white thing. It's, it's either all, all in trauma bond or there isn't one. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground on that. Not that I've found yet. So correct me if I'm wrong. But people in an abusive relationship are judged often by other people who say, oh, that person's stupid for staying in that relationship. Why do they keep going back? They must love to be punished. It's not that people are stupid or or naive. It's a trauma bond. So anybody who has not dealt with an abusive relationship... Anybody who has not dealt with any form of addiction, they cannot wrap their head around it. So if you are somebody who is suffering in a trauma bond situation, I want you to disregard the opinions of others. They don't know what they don't know. They don't understand. So let's jump into this a little bit. So on average, statistically, women in abusive relationships or men in abusive relationships, um, they tend to get 
they break up, they get back together. They break up, they get back together. On average, it's about seven times before they permanently end the relationship. And it's just, you know, they, they, they pull away and they say, this is toxic. I can't do this anymore. It's killing me. But then while they're away from that partner, they obsessively think about that partner and they think, well, this must be my soulmate because I can't get this person out of my soul, out of my mind, out of my body. I just, I can't shake this person. And then the other person starts love bombing them again. And so they promise to change their ways and they get back together. And the cycle repeats over and over. They get back together and the person who pulled away because of the toxicity ends up bitterly regretting making this decision to jump back in again. And it's not a lack of willpower and it's not stupidity, like I said. It is the trauma bond. The trauma bond is like an addiction to alcohol or drugs. And if you are on antidepressants or if you're using alcohol or drugs and you have a trauma bond on top of that, you are one big tornado of hormones and adrenalines and it's even more difficult for you. So research shows that um, leaving an abusive partner is as difficult as quitting cocaine or alcohol. It is as difficult of, as quitting meth. And, and whether you have used these drugs or not, I'm sure you're aware that people that get hooked on this stuff, it's hard for them to stop. It's almost impossible. So the reason for this is because there's this push-pull, there's this abuse, and then this love bombing. And it's a cycle of behavior that the toxic person uses to control their partner. And this actually triggers a biochemical reaction in your brain, and it sets up the whole addiction loop in your brain. So this cocktail of hormones that are released in the early days of the romance, the oxytocin, the love chemicals, um, when they're swiftly followed by a rush of neurochemicals uh, caused by the sexual relationship, that's pretty normal. Um, It's how we bond, right? But when the normal bonding becomes what's known as a trauma bond, that's when it's the normal, healthy rush of chemicals of being in love is now accompanied by a sudden rise and fall of adrenaline in your stress hormones. There's a rise and a fall. It's like a roller coaster, a super fast roller coaster. And fear will kick in if the partner threatens your safety. Um, physical violence or psychological or emotional forms of fear. Um, fear of humiliation fear of poverty, fear of abandonment, fear of loss, uh, fear of being exposed for your deepest, darkest, humiliating secrets. So many different fears. And it's, it's a recipe for disaster. It's, it turns you into a fiend, an addict when they do this to you. And it's hard to put a stop to it once you're in 
that's why that's why I have so many episodes on on looking for red flags and green flags and of relationships and how to spot a toxic person and how to properly date so that you don't get sucked in to a terrible situation where you're going to be trauma bonded like this. So once the fear is injected, then they quickly follow it with the reintroduction of feel good hormones, the love drugs, and it's like you got your fix. So the abusive partner can withdraw from your life, be cruel or violent. They can um, criticize you, tear you down in, in several ways, insult you, disregard all of your boundaries, isolate you, and do all of these things. And then all of a sudden... Sweet nothings whispered in your ear, beautiful text messages, little gifts telling you you're the best thing that ever happened to them. They are so sorry. They promise to change. They love you so much. You're the soulmate. You're the queen. You're the king. You're the one. And then the next thing you know, you hate them. You love them. You're confused. You don't know what the hell, what the hell is going on. You're just kind of like lost, but you're completely addicted. And you might start to beat yourself up and hate yourself and think, why am I so stupid? Why am I falling for this crap? What is wrong with me? And if you are doing that, you need to stop that right now. You're going through enough. You don't need to bully yourself and tear your own self down. You need to be lifted up. You need to be handed a lifesaver. You need to uh, grab on to that lifesaver. You know those round things they throw out in a boat to save people. I call it a lifesaver. <laughs> so if you're picturing the candy lifesavers, that's not what I mean. <laughs> so grab that, grab that thing, grab on, and let somebody help pull you out. When people say abusive partners play with our minds and toy with our emotions, that is 100% fire, dead on true. Okay? They do. They are good at it. These toxic people are very good at manipulating. They use something called intermittent reinforcement. And this is dangerous to your equilibrium. So giving you all that love and taking you on these fun dates and doing all these wonderful things and giving you gifts and showing you off and all these wonderful things. That's part of re that's part of the uh, intermittent reinforcement. That's the positive side. The negative side is telling you you're too fat. You're too ugly. Uh, your ethnicity is not what they're attracted to. Um, you're, you're, your breasts aren't big enough. Your booty's too flat. Uh, you look you look like a whore in that dress. Um, they start tearing you down. If you go out to coffee with your friends, it's over. How dare you? Um, they have a lot of rules and regulations, these manipulators. And if you don't obey them, they will tear you up. And you already know that. You already know that. How many of you have been somewhere... When your partner insists that you 
um, do a video call to prove where you are and who you're with, or that you have to have GPS turned on all the time so they can track you at all times. Now, if you've been, if you're in a relationship and your partner had an affair, then that is normal behavior for them, for you or them, whoever, whoever cheated, it is normal for the partner to want to keep tabs and be able to have access to all the passwords and all that stuff until they can reassure themselves and trust again, find that way to trust again. And the partner who cheated needs to earn that trust back. So that's normal. But if infidelity is not a factor and somebody is just controlling you that way, that's creepy. If they're putting cameras in the house, in the house, in every room, so they can see you and hear everything you do. If they have GPS trackers on your phone, if they have spyware on all of your devices so they can see everything that you do all the time, if they tell you who you can and can't hang out with, you get the idea. It's creepy. Um... And that's, that's a common pattern that manipulative abusers will use. And a big piece of that is that they themselves, the manipulators, the abusers, they're usually the ones who are cheating. They're usually the ones that are doing things that are betrayals in the relationship. Whether it's um, a porn addiction or uh, chatting up other people online and, and sexting and sending pictures of their junk to other people and things like that. They're usually the ones who are flirting at work. They're usually the ones who are doing all the bad things they're accusing you of. That's called projecting. So their their obsession with tracking you and seeing everything you do and putting you down, they're just projecting their bad behavior onto you, basically. So, um... There are a lot of scholarly articles about trauma bonding. I highly recommend you go and look it up. Look up some videos on YouTube. Check it out. And um, if you're leaving or if you have left an abusive relationship, seek out a good therapist. Um, Talk to your friends about being your accountability person. You know, somebody that you can call when you feel like contacting The person you just left because of your trauma bond, call a friend, call your therapist, anybody who can talk you off that cliff and talk you out of it. Um, You also need to get a list of things that you can do to give yourself that chemical rush of happiness. So you've got to be able to have other things to do to avoid having too much idle time in which you begin to ruminate on the toxic partner who you have the trauma bond with. You don't want to have too much time on your hands. Um, And maybe you haven't even left the person yet, you know? Maybe you want to leave, but you've got that trauma bond, and you might decide to leave, but you don't do it. You might decide to leave over and over, but you don't do it. Um, You don't even enjoy their company anymore. But when you're away from them, you feel this weird sense of panic for some reason. You know? Um, The feeling might be so strong that you can't focus on anything else. And 
you're constantly thinking of ways you could reconnect with this person, spice up your relationship again. Um, you have these powerful feelings of attachment and you're mistaking it for love. And it's not love. Love is not painful like that. Um, and these, these attachment styles, they generally do go back to childhood. Um, so that your attachment style is something else to look into. And there are a few, uh, there are a few places online where you can take a test and it will tell you what your attachment style is. And that's not a permanent set in stone thing. That's just where you're at right now. And you can work to change it through therapy, um, to help you avoid trauma bonds in the future. So, um, most of the time in a, we go for a person who ends up being abusive towards us because subconsciously they remind us of a traumatic relationship we had in our childhood. Maybe they on some level remind us of our abusive father or mother or a teacher or a cousin, somebody who made a big impact on us in a positive way, but also abused us. Maybe there's a little of both in there. So when, when we grow up, we, we almost kind of like, uh, reenact those relationships. And it's like, we're trying to find a different result. We're trying to manipulate the outcome so that we get our happy ending finally. Right. However, it doesn't work out because if you choose somebody who's emotionally unavailable, you cannot make them become emotionally available because you have no control over anybody but you. So that would be something to look into as well. Dive back into that childhood with a good therapist and explore where that tendency for trauma bonding may have originated. So you also, in a trauma bond, you might find yourself... Um, trying to justify the other person's behavior. You might say they had a bad childhood. They can't help it. Um, they can't help flying into a rage when they get angry because that's how they were raised. Or, you know, and it goes back to that Saturday Night Live sketch from the 90s that I talk about that uh, the guy goes to a party and he starts trashing the place and he even throws somebody out the window and they show this couple sitting there sipping on their martinis and, and the lady says, oh yeah, he can't help it. You know, his parents were eaten by a bear and it really, really upset him when he was a kid. So he can't help it. You know, poor guy, his parents were eaten by a bear. And, and in the meantime, this dude's trashing their upscale New York apartment and uh, and and assaulting people <laughs> assaulting people and they're making excuses and that's what we do in a trauma bond this person is assaulting our soul our heart and our soul and we're making excuses for them um and you might be justifying to yourself some of that unacceptable behavior because of your feelings for that person um, if you're doing that, that's a huge sign that you're in a very toxic relationship and you are more than likely trauma bonded to this person. So, okay, we know, we get it, we get it, we get it. We know what the trauma bond is. We know what a toxic relationship is. But 
you know, you might be asking me, Liz, how the hell do you break it? How do you stop it? How do you fix it? So the first step is educating yourself. The more you understand about trauma bonding and abusive relationships, the more you're going to see where your relationship was or is very toxic. So you want to educate yourself as much as possible. Definitely look into that. Go watch videos on YouTube that are that are presented by um, professionals that talk about what is an abusive relationship, what is trauma bonding. Go and check those out. If you would like me to email you some referral links to some of the best videos I've found, you know where to find me. I'm at elizabethlmft.org. So educate yourself is step one. Step two, get a good therapist. Get a good therapist. And when you go in there, you be honest. You throw your shame on the table and sort through it with your therapist. Throw all that shame and guilt and and depression. Throw all of it on the table. Be very honest. Don't hide. Throw it out there. That's, That's what... That's what us therapists are there for. We are trained professionals to help you sort through all of that, process it, reorganize it, and put it away so that you can move forward. It's important to explore your childhood. Where did that tendency come from? It's important to look for empowerment for yourself. Learn who you are. Learn how to detach and find out who you are without this person. Because I bet you are amazing. So, step three is going no contact. And step three, I swear this should be step one. Go no contact. This is one of the quickest ways to break your trauma bond. Stop engaging with the toxic person. I don't care how much it hurts. I don't care how guilty you feel. I don't care if you want it to stop. You have got to go no contact. If you have children together, designate a third party to do the exchanges. And if the person is violent or threatening violence, go to the police station. Drop your child off with a trusted support person who is your go-between. Have that person meet at the police station and meet the other parent, the toxic person, to do the visitation exchanges if you have to do that. There, uh, no contact is, is your best bet for breaking that bond. The next step is to focus on healthy bonds. So if you are trauma bonded... You, have a, you probably have a history of unstable relationships or relationships that ended very badly, right? Um, you have to learn to attach in a more healthy way. So you have to focus on creating those healthy bonds with other people. You can create them with your children. Because if you've been in a, in a traumatic trauma bond with a toxic person, you have probably been neglecting your children whether you meant to or not. I'm sure it was not intentional, but all of your focus and all of your all of your thoughts and everything have been around this toxic person. 
and unfortunately the children don't get as much as attention as they should so start focusing on your child spend more time with them sit down and talk with them play with them spend more time with healthy relatives um, healthy friends spend more time creating healthy bonds with those people if you're having a hard time relating to others after a traumatic relationship um, get a pet go volunteer somewhere get a plant do something that has a lower amount of pressure attached to it where you can bond to an animal or bond to a plant and commit to watching it grow and being in a healthy attachment style with it. Challenge yourself to do new things. Think about the things you did as a child that made you so, so happy that you just lost track of time. I don't care if it's jumping rope, hopscotch, marbles, playing with Bratz dolls, whatever it was, go grab what you need to do it and do it and enjoy it like you did as a kid and progress from there progress from there start thinking about things you've always thought about wanting to try but you've never done it maybe a pottery class maybe um bungee jumping maybe ice skating maybe taking a hike maybe you've never gone on a hike and looked at nature go do something that you've always wanted to try challenge yourself to do something that scares you a little bit every day um Because you're fighting those obsessive thoughts about the abuser. Um, And it's hard when you're just sitting there thinking about it, right? You have to break out of that pattern and start trying new things. Go sign up for a class. Join the Meet Up app and and find communities in, in, in your area where you could go learn how to meditate or join a book review club or whatever. And... This will create new neural pathways in your brain and it will help you to stop obsessing about the toxic person. And take a break from dating. (laughs) Definitely take a break from dating. You are so not ready. If you are in a trauma bond, you are not ready to start dating yet. You have too much work to do. Your building needs a big sign that says, Under construction! And you need to... You know, you might be feeling this debilitating loneliness and um, you might be feeling like your sex life is over now and your heart is, is broken and you're damaged and you'll never love again. And then you might one day flip to the thought that I need to put myself out there. I need to go find somebody. I'm too lonely. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll be very, very vulnerable And while you're healing and dating, but you're not healed yet, you will attract another toxic person and you will get right back into that cycle. It happens 99% of the time when people don't take that break and build themselves back up. They end up repeating the process. It'll be the same person with a different face and a different name. And if you've been through this, you probably already know this. So take a break from dating, work on yourself, and start journaling, go to therapy, focus on healthy relationships, non-sexual, non-romantic healthy relationships. Learn a new, learn to attach to something in a healthy way, like a plant, a pet, something like that to start slow. 
and remember that you are worth it and you're not stupid and you're not naive and all that stuff. You just got caught up in something that caught you and it happens to the best of us. So trauma bond no more. It's time to break that cycle and I hope this was helpful And I hope you have a wonderful day because you're worth it and you're awesome and you are a beautiful soul. So until next time, make it a great one.